This episode has been brought to you by Made With Rage. Made With Rage is a black British-owned Etsy store selling Harry Potter and Star Wars face masks, perfect for this current times, swimwear, bags, and loads more. All products have been handmade with love and care, and bespoke requests are welcome. To find out more, click on the link in the description, or visit etsy.com slash madewithrage0. You said you'd come. Lawrence, hope Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Wulong Talks podcast And in fact not just another episode It is the Christmas special episode of the Wulong Talks podcast My name is Jason, I'm the host of the show as you know by now And um, I'm recording this on Christmas day uh, It is a beautiful sunny day here um, Sun shining and uh, my little son has opened his first sets of gifts And has enjoyed them uh, my wife is relaxing, although you could probably hear him in the background there, um, not relaxing <laughs> as he should, but that's because he needs his sleep. Anyway, um, what you're about to hear is the live recording of our live stream that we did yesterday on Christmas Eve. Uh, we had a few technical issues, um, which is kind of par for the course, unfortunately, um, when you're doing live streaming. So it meant that the first kind of 10 or so minutes of, of our chat was cut off um, but we thought it was such a good recording and such fun that we should share it with you guys anyway so um, here it is for all of you to enjoy it is the Christmas special was said uh, featuring myself uh, Rich Reviews when he was able to connect um, Jed Shepard and Nigel Tomasi so enjoy Okay, I think we may have solved our technical problems, I think, I hope, I don't know, we're just going to keep trying anyway and hope for the best, <laughs> but if you're still there, um, thank you, thank you for sticking around, uh, thank you for watching, um, we will continue on where we left off, which is, uh, Nigel was telling us a bit about what um, he's been up to, um, and that spun off into a conversation about Watchmen, which was actually kind of interesting, so um, Nigel, take it away, man. <laughs> Um, yeah, now I'm going to have to cast my mind back to 20 minutes ago. And, uh, <laughs> so, um, like, That's a long time know, ago, man. Yeah, I know. It's like time <laughs> worked differently in, in 2020. So, um, but yeah, I think I was just saying that the the show itself, I was trying to just understand because, uh, like you mentioned, Jason, so I, I make comics, manga comics. So I'm just interested to watch things and understand how they put it together sort of story-wise because for me when I was watching it it just felt it felt very different and I just hadn't been able to sort of place my finger on on what they did until mm -hmm. joining this call and and sort of shed, shed some light so yeah just interesting because it, it's really like riveting like I found myself there were I mean throughout I was I was sort of 
captivated by it. But there were some episodes where I was really like, I, I want to see what happens next. I want to see what um, what these characters do. But then also thinking mm. like, it just feels like a different type of show. So I was, I was quite, mm. I was slightly confused, but also impressed <laughs> at the same time. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. And I, I think people like Damon Lindelof and uh, what's the guy that did Legion again? What's his name? Who? Um, um, Legion, is that Noah Hawley? Yeah, Noah Hawley, yeah. People like that who have like these like high concept, big ambitious ways of going, doing like superhero things. Like, mm-hmm. I'm all for it. Like, it's because you've either got the CW stuff, which is kind of like you kind of know what you're getting, it's kind of safe, yeah. it's I fine. Yeah, like, people don't need any more of that. Yeah, yeah, like I, I don't, I don't watch CW anymore. I, I've got off it. I don't watch any of the shows anymore. It's boring. Do you, do you, like, yeah, I, I haven't watched Black Lightning. Is it any good? Is Black Lightning any good? Is Batwoman any good? Is anyone watching these things? You know, like, so I did watch the first there's two, it's three seasons now. I think I've watched the first two. Um, I did it, so I enjoyed it, but I enjoyed it with the like maybe this isn't as good as a so I'd say now Watchmen or like The Boys yeah. or. Yeah, it's not. I think it for me at least it's, it's the sort of best of the of the bunch, um, and I do appreciate just seeing a more diverse cast, which is something I appreciate. Mm. In the yeah, world, yeah, seeing different types of people, but I think in terms of like quality, yeah, we can like we've seen there's there's other levels to go to, like the boys. Oh uh, uh, yeah, which is something that like for me because so I'm not familiar with the the original like comics, so I came into that very new. Mm-hmm. And mm. I loved it, like one because even from season one and season two, like I don't know what's going to happen next. And yeah. I mean, mm. not just because I haven't read the comics. Like it just feels like the way they've done it. Like, well, this could like they could actually kill this character, or you know, this could this could happen. And then just the the take on superheroes. It, it's I guess it's quite cynical. <laughs> it's quite a cynical take, but yeah, it's, it's a different perspective in seeing this idea of superheroes for sort of purely purely commercial gain and this this facade that um and then what goes on behind closed doors i thought was just fascinating totally mm-hmm. the boys was like one of my favorite tv shows of the year for sure and mm-hmm. anything that kind of like like watchman said anything kind of twists the, the kind of normal conventions of superheroes will make you think about them a little bit different which yeah. is kind of what we yeah. need it's like yeah yeah great and the boys like every episode i was like holy guacamole what is like how do they let this go on tv like it's, mm. it's crazy yeah, was, uh, that's the thing though it's 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 not well so something like the cw it's tv so there's a there's a format there's an expected structure i think what we're seeing with with streaming is you can maybe tell different stories and you don't have to mm. you don't have to hit that mainstream audience i mean it can something yeah. can become mainstream but it doesn't yeah, yeah, yeah. need to be but you can you can be niche. I mean, you know, superheroes isn't necessarily niche, but you can, in terms of like the the type of story and the way it's told, it can be niche and still find like a large audience and, and get that you know buzz around it. So I, I think the like streaming services is has changed and is changing the type of stories that um, are being told. Yeah. Do you guys think that uh, comics, just just like just like TV shows, are kind of going a bit kind of dark and a bit twisted in terms of superhero storytelling do you think comics are doing the same like do you think the stories are getting a little bit less conventional and it's and and it kind of been twisted a little bit um because um, I've, I've got a couple in mind like like have you got have you guys 
read from Image Comics. Have you read um, uh, Die? This this comic called Die D I E. No. Uh, you, need, you need to go on it. No. It's about it's about the, these group of kids in like the eighties who play Dungeons and Dragons, and a bit like Jumanji, they get mm. sucked. They get sucked into this game, and they're in this magical realm for two years. Like, and in in in, in real life, people just think they've been like kidnapped by pedophiles or something. Two years mm. later, they sh they show up. One of them's got one arm missing. One kid's completely mm. gone, and like everyone's like, "Where were you? What's happened? Where's where's the other person?" And they're like, "We can't talk about it." And then, like thirty years later, they all congregate and like we need to go back. We need to go get our friend, and that's how it starts. And you think, oh shit! Yeah. This is <laughs> and the thing is, in that time for the two years, they were leveling up. So when they go back in, they're like they're like proper leveled up. So they're fighting all these monsters and these demons and dragons, and they've they've got like thirty years of just like kind of like remembering it and kind of like in their mind thinking how they would like kill a dragon now and. Oh, mm. it's good. It's good. And if you've ever played Dungeons and Dragons or any kind of role playing thing, like this, okay, okay. this is good. The storyline's so good, wow. uh, and it's still ongoing now. It's like it's only on like issue like twenty something, um, mm. but and but and like it's it's brutal as well. It's proper brutal. And just when you get you get attached to a character, that character goes and like, <laughs> like and the bad guys win. <laughs> um, so. I do. I'm gonna have to check that. I do like uh, yeah a few image titles uh, that I quite enjoy. But yeah. I think also like comics, they kind of like reflect what's going on in society. It's just like mm. just yeah. So I feel like coming coming out of this year, if they weren't dark already, they're gonna it's get true. You're right. Yeah. Mm. But then even you can yeah you can take that and you can make something of it. Like so, one of the 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 stories I'm working on now is like literally inspired by the pandemic. Uh, I mean, our stuff is all ages, so it's a different different take. But certainly, using what has happened this year to to make something uh, hopefully positive or certainly creative, uh, I'm kind of I'm looking forward to seeing what what happens <laughs> uh, going forward. This is kind of our our generation's yes, too, in a sense where it's not the same thing. But in terms of like that event, that just changes everything going forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like how many like World War Two films, shows, books, whatever were made? I feel we're going to get that from from this year. Might be like a silver lining. Out of yeah. Hmm. Adversity always inspires creativity, doesn't it? So mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm sure that you know, as as horrible as this year has been, and as many dreadful things have, have occurred, I think you know it will it will inspire artists to um to do more and, and to want to explore and and kind of give us a safe space to explore kind of how we feel about the, the things that have happened in this year so so yeah i think there definitely will be more of a, a shift in general um to answer your question you have more of a shift in general in all art forms really towards kind of exploring um you know death and loss and 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 life and, and what it means to be alive in, in in a time like this and um yeah I, I think we'll get loads of that kind of thing to be honest so yeah that, that will definitely be something that will, will spin out of that but uh let's move on because i don't want to get too depressive about this year we've we've been <laughs> down this road so many times everybody's sick of of covid at the moment so yeah let's let's move pivot the conversation away from covid um and and try and talk about more about the things that uh we're we're positive about and thankful about um as said for those of you who are watching we we're joined by uh two fantastic guests in uh jed shepherd uh, co-writer of the hottest movie of the year and he's 
going to talk mm-hmm. a little bit about that to us. Um, and Nigel Tomasi, the co-founder of uh, May Amada brand, who've been doing lots of exciting things <laughs> this year as well. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll get them to talk a little bit uh, about what they've been doing. So, um, yeah, I guess firstly, we'll start with Jed. Jed, um, first off, I mean, I don't even know if I've actually said this to you on podcast audio, but congratulations for uh, host. Um, Thanks, you know, I know we've, we've kind of talked in, in WhatsApp groups and stuff, but, um, you know, the, the movie was just such a breath of fresh air and it came at the right time as well. Like it absolutely came at the right time because it came at a time when I think everybody has said was crying out for something, you know, a distraction, yeah, yeah. something that, that was is going to take us out of the, the world, the depressing world that exists right outside our front doors. Um, and host did that and, and, and blew the bloody doors off in a big way. So, um, yeah, I said congratulations to you um, and to director Rob Savage, of course, as well, um, and to your co-writer. I always forget her name. Sorry, it's Haley, isn't it? Uh, Gemma Hurley. Gemma. Gemma Hurley. Sorry. Yeah, yeah Gemma Hurley. That's it. Yeah. Haley. So yeah, listen, shout no, out to no, Gemma no, Hurley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> listen, I don't. Her name was James. James, James. You miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> um, but yeah, absolutely. I said, big up yourselves for for that one, man. Yeah, um, yeah, this must this must be just like a roller coaster for you guys, because mm. at one point, you know. Um, the the movie kind of came out came out on shudder and i you know i watched it on shudder was like wow this is amazing and you could kind of see on social media there were people like talking about the movie and stuff but mm. then the next thing i know you were on breakfast tv in the morning like talking about <laughs> it <laughs> you know, it, was, it was wild i was like what what the hell is going on here so mm-hmm. for you guys this must have been like i said just crazy so you know what has it been like to to have i said the hottest movie of the year pretty much it's like, it's 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 so bizarre because when we first made this, we had like ze- literal zero expectations. We were just like, we're bored and locked down. Let's make a movie with our friends, just like mm. my friends in this other WhatsApp group. Besides the one I'm in with you guys, <laughs> and then <laughs> and then we made it. But we had like we were just like, oh shit, we like this. But we only kind of like watched a proper version of it the day before it dropped on Shudder, so we didn't really know what we had. And then when we showed this to the cast and crew the day before it dropped. We were like, oh, do you know what? This is this is good. This is actually good. And then the day it dropped on Shudder, it just it just blew up. And then it became their biggest ever like film by a very 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 long way, and put them on the put them on the map. But um, mm. the the thing that that kind of is crazy to me is it's four months later now. It's the end of two thousand twenty, and we are making mm. the top of every single like film list in magazines and like websites around like, around like the world. And like you have to remember, we are just a bunch of misfits from like London, like who made this film for like no, no money, and we're up against Tenet. We're up against Tenet. We're up mm. against these big budget, massive movies, and everyone's talking about host. And it's 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 bizarre to me. But then a little part of me just thinks, Jad, do you remember when you were fifteen and you thought and you knew this would happen, but you never you never knew how it would happen, but you knew at some point you'd make the biggest film. With, like horror film like of the year and i'm just like yeah like it, it's finally happened it's taken a little while but um mm. yeah but it's crazy and like we're all like so appreciative of it because it, we just can't believe it and like i swear like I'm, 
like one I'm gonna wake up tomorrow and it'll be like Christmas Eve like last year and be like oh damn it like this whole year was a dream like it was a whole dream <laughs> it's like it, yeah it, yeah it feels like that the entire time you know ever since like July 30th when it dropped it feels like I'm living in a dream because like obviously we we're doing three Blumhouse films now off the back of host um and there's other like mad opportunities I'm getting off the back of it and it's like it's, it's so weird because like we've been making these sh like short films for like five six years and it's got attention we've done like big festivals but it's never really like broken to the mainstream and then this one little film we made that's, that's 56 minutes long it's not conventional at all we just use our yeah, phones yeah. it's just like blown up and like it, i just don't understand it it's crazy and the mad thing is we like so we've just wrapped on our next film the first one for blumhouse like last week and it's like how are we going to compete with host how mm. like how is that even possible because like mm. you can't get bigger than the biggest film in the world of, of the year <laughs> <laughs> so, like, yeah. it's it's mm. it's crazy biggest film of next year that's yeah yeah, yeah. well it's gonna put I think it will be the most talked about film of 2021 for a little while, just because it's controversial. It's honestly controversial as hell. We we genuinely could get cancelled. I could get cancelled for it because it is <laughs> it is like real. Like we're, we're we're posing some big questions to people. We're making people mm. like when they're watching it, they're like, "Who who is my guy in this?" Every like everyone's got is kind of like really far away from what what I align with, but. It's um, it's like when you when you first watch American History X and you think, I can't be on these guys' side, but I, but I, I kind of like these people, but I can't I can't say he's my guy because they're Nazis, <laughs> and, and, I, and I, I feel like there's going to be that, a bit that not as extreme as that, but that vibe when watching the next one, um, mm. because you're dealing with the the lead character is someone that is kind of someone that you wouldn't normally want to empathize with in a film. Um, mm. It's real, real, real anti-hero. But by the end, you might think, "Oh, okay, this person is the complete opposite of me." But like, maybe there's something in some of the stuff they they have to say, even though it's crazy. Um, mm. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's good that we get to make this kind of film with like a a big studio like Blumhouse as well. It's mad. Like, I'm honestly, it's like it's like I'm like living out this weird like dream, and um, I'm hoping it continues for as long as possible. <laughs> mm -hmm. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, yeah, as I said, I mean, big congrats to, to all of you involved with uh, Host Up. It was just um, amazing. I mean, it, it's definitely been um, one of my highlights of, of the year this year. Oh, yeah, it really has. It's, it's um, you know, it, it came out of nowhere and, and kind of blew everybody yeah. away, I think, who, who saw it um, because of, of, of what you'd been able to achieve under, you know, such restrictions and under a tight budget and, um, you know, the amount of creativity that's that's clearly gone into the movie as well as the, the, the amount of passion that you all have had for the project. And Yeah, and in January, you know, it's been released, in January, it's been released in, like, Asian countries uh, like Japan and like um, mainland China and some other places mm. all around Europe. So we'll see how like the kind of the rest of the world feels about it. Mm. Um, but but yeah, no, it's exciting. And then the DVD and the Blu-ray is coming out January, February. Um, mm. So yeah, it's, it's it'll just be cool just to see, have more people watch it. And um, but yeah, 
the, the only problem is like it's been mental, but only problem is is like there is a, the only way is down now. So like, <laughs> like yeah, like, <laughs> peaked. yeah, peaked. yeah. You peaked too early, mate. You peaked too early. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> no, 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 Jed, Jed, I believe in you, man. You can make it. You can buck the trend, man. You can. Yeah, hopefully. Place, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Positive vibes. Positive vibes. <laughs> Exactly. That's what we're all about on this episode. But um, yeah, thanks for that, mate. Um, Nigel, so, uh, quick, quick question. Quick question. Mm. Like, just, Jed, because like you're telling me, you're telling us all this stuff about you know this country is getting the, the the thing and Hollywood and Blumhouse. You know, I don't even know who those guys are. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm I'm citing your beard. Have you gone Hollywood? Because I'm looking. Your beard's looking pretty sharp. You know. Have you gone Hollywood with <laughs> us? Like. <laughs> <You know what? laughs> It's like there's there's like no, there's no like beard like gel in it or like beard oil. Yeah. Um, I, did, I did have I did have a shower like just before I come on to you guys. So maybe that's it. Like, no, that's I, way I'm, too I'm Hollywood. That's way too. <laughs> I, 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 but you've gone too far. I'm, yeah, I'm man. Out, God damn it. I'm coming out. You look looking like Tony Stark. But um, <laughs> no, no, like I'm I'm not a Hollywood person like at all. Like. Mm. I say I'm 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 staying in I'm staying in London and like making yeah. stuff here. That's cool. Careful, yeah, yeah. this is I'm being recorded. Up. This is this <laughs> yeah. people gonna be video evidence if you stop going down that road. There will be video evidence. When you when you see me on an episode of like the the Real Housewives of Beverly, of Beverly Hills, <laughs> like you need to like have an intervention with me or something. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> cool, uh, cool. Well, yeah, I said Nigel, um, thanks a lot for joining us as well, man. Um, again, you know, we've spoken a, a few times this year, and I know uh, this year's been uh, difficult as it has been for everybody, but it's been difficult for, for May Amado, and, and, and you face some challenges this year. Um, but it looks like you guys have, have kind of adapted as much as you can. And, um, you know, I, I noticed that Gamepad is, is now moved to an online thing, which um, is, is, is great to see. Um, so how would, you know, how have you found the, the process really of, of adjusting and, and how is the new adjustments working out for you guys so far? Um, no, yeah, it's certainly been difficult. I mean, it's a difficult year for me even before the pandemic started. But I think mm. once, it, once it did hit, it was a case of... Um, just having to so that I, I heard this analogy early in the year about like lego and like mm -hmm. lego pieces being knocked over um and that was me but um mm -hmm. but like the, but then the analogy goes like the pieces are still there and it took me a, a while uh to kind of internalize that but it's like the pieces are still there um it, it definitely doesn't look how <laughs> it, it it was planning to look uh in the year but uh, it's, this year has been about putting the pieces back together, um, hopefully bigger and uh, more resilient than they were before. So, like you said, like with Gamepad of uh, the Gamepad event, we were going to do an event in um, in the summer and then turn that into an online event. And it's it's funny, like sometimes I like it's a weird distortion field with like social media because. I, I talk to people and like, well, wow, this is this is really cool. And people have been to the event um, and getting good feedback, which is great. And like, people haven't don't realize like how how there was nothing. There was no. This was not a smooth transition. <laughs> and it's just mad to think about how like just really having to go back to the drawing board and think about how can we continue to do this uh, this event that's still 
and not just do the event, but do the event in a way that still holds true to what we've been saying before, which is about promoting that inclusion, that diversity, uh, giving young people from underrepresented groups in the gaming industry, like some work experience opportunities. How can we do that in an online space? Um, so yeah, we came up with this idea of sort of Gamepad as um, a live stream variety show, essentially, where we put together uh, this uh, this competition between different communities. So we've had like charities taking part, um, gaming communities, um, individuals trying to get some individuals and families in future um, to you know take part in this friendly competition that takes place across different rounds. And then in between the rounds, I started like interviewing people from the games industry to talk about their journey into the industry and their work they do. Uh, and all the while trying to showcase like a showcase diversity um, and not just diversity in terms of like people but in terms of job roles because I work with young people and have done for a few years and a lot of time like really for young people if they don't if they don't see themselves <clears throat> it sounds quite it's like basic but if they don't see themselves like aspiration isn't always there so for me I'm like how can we show like young people that you know there are different types of people and some of them not a lot not enough <laughs> but some of them do look like you and you can also do this kind of thing too. So I think for me, it's almost been a, it's been a rebuilding, but also like a, a re or a clarification of the, of like a purpose and, and sort of what we can do with the event. Um, because, you know, aside from the sort of pandemic, we've had the sort of rise in just awareness of the need for diversity in different spaces and industries. Um, and just, yeah, I, I think for me, it's like something that I can, have a positive impact on so that's what i'm thinking now like making gamepad this fun entertaining place but also somewhere that helps shapes the uh the video games industry creative industries and and gives young people a a chance to sort of break into those cool mm. yeah that's awesome man that's yeah. awesome it's a good yeah. way to to go as well to be able yeah. to kind of adjust the the thinking and and look for the new opportunities and, and things like that yeah. that are there and, and take advantage of it is um, definitely yeah. going to help you guys I, going forward. And I think that is, yeah, that's like one of the lessons I've learned. It really is that adaptability. Um, so I mentioned, I can't remember if I did this in the first part or in between when we were down, but I mentioned I'm working on a new manga that is like inspired by the pandemic. So like the story is about young people starting businesses uh, or young animals in, in our case and um yet and in this world they they are hit by a pandemic and have to adapt so it's very loosely based on sort of uh our own journey but i think for me it's like taking that negative but then pulling out the positive um lessons and outcomes and and giving people and like young readers in particular that yeah something can come out of it because that, that's you know what it is it is it's that opportunity from adversity. Like there's, there's always opportunity. It's just about, yeah, just being able to, to see it and and go after it. Uh, and that's something I've had to constantly remind myself. Um, and then I'm gonna put into this story, and, and hopefully it can help uh, help others as well. 
Cool. Wicked, man. Wicked. Well, yeah, thanks for the little update there, Nigel. Appreciate that. Um, yeah, for those of you who are interested in what Nigel's doing, you should uh, check out the website, mayamada.com. Um, that is the the home of uh, all of Nigel's work, which he does uh, in relation to the uh, sorry, not the anime, the manga that he's working on at the moment and the point. many mangas afterwards yeah. as well. Yeah, anime at some point, yeah, <laughs> and um, and and also obviously the the clothing lines and 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 all the other mm. merchandise and stuff is available there as well. So go and check that out if you're interested. Um, we will pop a link up in the video for this when uh, the video is finished. All right, um, chap, shall we start talking a bit about some of the movies and the comic books and the TV shows that we've enjoyed this year? I think we should. Um, yeah. For those listening, um, we're not necessarily going to get into any deep dives here because it's Christmas Eve and, you know, people want to go and drink and eat and, and have some fun. So we're not going to, like, do no long things here. What we will do is we will definitely have a breakdown of quite a lot of things because there's a lot of things that, that me and Rich have, have missed that, that we need to give our, our thoughts on, like the, the Disney Plus news, like the HBO Max news, you know, and, and various other things as well. So... So we will have time for that. Of course, we will um, do a deep dive on The Mandalorian as well. Um, we won't do it tonight because, as I said, it's Christmas Eve and everybody wants to go and eat and drink and be merry. Yeah. So Can I just say, like, uh, so Tazzy, but, um, my podcast, podcast co-host, is very excited hmm? for your breakdown. Of Mandalorian, that she's actually the reason. Yes, like, yeah, <laughs> I know. We we were supposed to do that a little while ago, and then um, unfortunately, it just got manic, like life wise for for me. So I, I just really didn't have time to do it. But I have caught up now. I've watched the the final episode of season nice. two, um, and I guess we should like kind of talk a little bit about the Mandalorian um, yes, because yes. <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? So, <laughs> I mean, that's definitely another of my positives of the year has has been the Mandalorian. It's, it's been amazing. Um, you know, the first season I, I really enjoyed, but the second season has been absolutely fantastic. Um, every single chapter was was tightly written. Um, you know, the pacing was awesome. You felt like you understood the characters, you understood their motivations, you got why they were doing the things that they were doing. Um, every story kind of was, and it wasn't that kind of thing where um they always leave you with a tease at the end, which which I don't like. Like I I like that sometimes, in in some parts of a television season, particularly if you are say in the second part of your your season and you're building towards you know the main plot crescendo. But some shows kind of go overboard with that and try and do it with every single episode, and I I don't like that. It leaves me feeling unsatisfied. Whereas I felt with the Mandalorian season two, particularly in the beginning, the episodes were very self contained. So you yeah. didn't have to kind of feel like you knew there was something else going on in the background. It, they kind of had a beginning, a middle and an end, and then they moved on to the next one. Um, and then when it was time to start doing that and start building the the, the blocks for um, for what's to come, they did it and then they paid it off superbly. So, um, yeah, the, the Mandalorian is definitely uh, high up on the list. Rich, I know you must be bursting to talk about um, that final episode and in particular a, a specific cameo that uh, happens at the end. So um, go on, take the floor, son. Okay, you know what? Just does anybody mind me talking about this? <laughs> yes, just just don't take two hours to do it, but that's okay, fine. Okay, uh, yeah. That's <laughs> that's 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 yeah. Um, it was beautiful, man. It was, oh, the thing sorry, is, wait, Nigel, Nigel, you haven't seen it, Nigel, have you? you, seen, no, have, you no. have you ever seen it, Nigel? Have you? 
No. Oh, oh. Well, well, Rich, you're gonna have to avoid spoilers. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> it's gonna be hard. Like, yeah. I know that's gonna feel a bit like abstaining for you. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, try and okay. skate okay. around the edges okay. if you can. Okay. So, Nigel, have you seen any of episode? Have you seen any I'm of not season two? One minute, second of this show. Listen, if this was the 1990s, you'd get a knock on the head, like, for, for, for being disobedient. <laughs> um, I can't do that now. Not these days. <laughs> okay, okay, let's, okay, you know what, I'm, I'm going to use you to let, to try and show you how good the season, how good season two is. Have you seen season one? No, no, literally, no. I've yeah, have you seen, seen any of it? Okay, right, then, okay, then. okay, okay, I'm going to break it down like this. Did you enjoy any of the last three films that they released? Of like, you know, Finn <laughs> and the Grey and all that stuff, yeah? Did I enjoy? I didn't enjoy... Mm. You did enjoy I enjoyed the first one. I enjoyed the first one. I appreciate okay. the second one. I was yeah. frustrated by the third one. Okay, okay. Now, this is how I feel after seeing The Mandalorian. I didn't like those new ones in general at all. In fact, yeah. I was probably the only person in the whole... Well, no, that I, I know that you did it like the Force Awakens. I hate, I hate the Force Awakens, right? And I was very, very harsh about that. Yeah, and that's I don't crazy. know. That's, that's, that's crazy, crazy. Talk. crazy talk. Let me finish. <laughs> <laughs> and um, basically, everything that they got wrong with the new ones, right? They were able to fix in a TV show. This is the most Star Wars that you're gonna get since Star Wars. Like literally, yeah, like yeah, I yeah. think, like I think. People who are in, like, actual in Star Wars universe, right? They're watching The Mandalorian. That's how good it is. It's transcending multiversal barriers, right? That's how good <laughs> the show is, man. I'm being deadly serious. Um, yeah, it's the best. Like, this show has saved the franchise. That, wow. That's as far as I'm concerned, easily. Yeah, I will, now, I will be watching yeah. this. I, yeah, for, for, for my money, I, I agree. It is like going back to that original trilogy. Like, yeah. And, and it's not only that, it's got vibes of like um, like uh, Lone Wolf and Cub. That's, that's yeah, the kind yeah. of vibe of it. But it's like spaghetti westerns. Spaghetti westerns. But someone told me, yes, someone who's like, who knows Lucasfilm people, yeah. the vibe for them, it wasn't Lone Wolf and Cub, which I thought it would be. It's actually the 1970s film Paper Moon. That is the, insp okay. that's the inspiration for The Mandalorian. I ain't seen this anywhere, but this is like direct from someone at Lucasfilm. Paper All Moon. Right. Is a is it's an Oscar-winning film from the seventies about mm -hmm. a man who ends up having to drag around this little girl for this, and they go on this mad adventure and they get into scrapes and stuff. And I'm like, oh, what? That is the Mandalorian. It's the Mandalorian mm -hmm. where this guy has to look after this little girl. He doesn't want to, but he has to, and he but he still has mm -hmm. to do his job as well. Um, so yeah, check out Paper Moon. It is um, the little kid one, best yeah. actress, the youngest ever Oscar winner. Um, but it is it is so 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 good and obviously you can tell at stages oh they're setting this up for a spin-off even before those disney announcements i was like yeah 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 there's an ashoka spin-off there's going to be a, a spin-off here there's going to be a spin-off in this there's going to be a spin-off here because the thing about disney that you can never forget is they like money they like yeah. money <laughs> over <laughs> anything yeah. you know, any disney know how to mine content yeah yeah you you know yet. Baby Yoda probably was only meant to be in the first two episodes, and they're like, "Nah, money. I like money. That's why he's green because it reminds him of money." And like, <laughs> they, and like, you think at the end of, uh, I'm not so like, you know, Baby Yoda's in it, Nigel, but like, yeah, 
there, there's mate there's a question mark maybe will he be in in series three yeah he will because they still like money nothing's changed they still like money it's disney it's disney so he will be in season three they'll and i've got a theory about the end of season two as well that what we saw which was amazing and honestly it was like bringing me to tears like watching it and like i never thought he could do that and i was like oh my god and what they did i think was pull the biggest trick they've ever pulled i don't think who we saw is who we think we saw i think they pull in a trick because if it's who we think we saw that's the end of baby yoda if it's a trick then we see baby yoda episode one of season three because they have to save him that and in my <laughs> way, that is what they're going to do. That's what they're going to do. Uh, but no, it's it's like the best TV of the year for me, for sure. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, we got a, a comment as well from James Mason who said uh, Mando is a great series. Um, and yeah, I guess we all kind of agree on that. Apart from Nigel, yeah. who hasn't seen it yet, so he needs to put his finger up. <laughs> and go and watch it. So, uh... <laughs> I'm always I'm always late to the party. Most um, of my best watch series this year are old because they're not even necessarily new um so i've just i've accepted this i'm always late (laughs) (laughs) cool (laughs) and take your time it's worth it believe me (laughs) worth it definitely but um yeah yeah like the mandalorian as said was um a massive positive for me this year um yeah it it really was it was just an amazing series um positive Um, big time big time um before i get on to um the other sections um what were you guys kind of um tv hits as well this year has there been anything else that you've kind of watched this year that that made a big impact for your positive impact um i can give two things but they are two old things (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) <laughs> but I did watch them for the first time this year. So uh, I'm going to bring some sort of anime representation um, and say, so for, I watched for the first time Avatar The Last Airbender um, mm-hmm. and was just struck by how well told this story is for, I don't even say for a kid's show, but it is, it is on the surface a kid's show. Uh, and the reason I started watching it is... Um, so, like I mentioned, I'm sort of making comics. So I'm just interested in in storytelling and how to be better. So I was just watching a lot of like YouTube videos, um, and a lot of people just kept referencing the Avatar. Uh, I think there's one in particular just just continued referencing the Avatar. I'm like, it can't be that good for this guy to continue to bring it up in terms of world building and character arcs. Let me give it a watch. Let me just give it a chance because he keeps mentioning it. So I'm watching, it, and the first few episodes, cool. Yeah, I'm 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 all for like cartoons and, and anime. But then there's a point I was like, oh, this is a really good show because <laughs> I can see what they're doing. And this, like the, I think it's, for me, it's subjectively a good story, but it's also just in terms of like the storytelling, like the, the, like I said, the character arcs, the way they've done world building, they've managed to put in what are quite complex themes of sort of war, genocide, propaganda, um, things like that. And it, it just works so well. And it also has, um, for my money, one of the best redemption arcs that I have uh, seen in uh, Zuko. Mm. And Rich, you mentioned um, uh, the recent Star Wars. And I feel 
like in that trilogy, they tried to give Kylo Ren a redemption arc. That's not a redemption mm. arc. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Just like the the character Zuko in this in this series is just is so because you follow his journey from antagonist to to something in the middle. He 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 makes mistakes. He doesn't just flip arbitrarily. He he learns. He grows. He develops. He makes mistakes. He takes those in. Goes forward. And it's just like, wow, I'm so impressed by this. And it's also why I fully appreciate is a story that is told in the time it takes to tell the story and no more. Mm. Like it doesn't, mm. like nothing with anime is like, as you know, filler. It's like almost like a expectation. There's no filler here. They just tell a story they need to tell. Um, I can go on for more and I did uh, a long time ago. So I'll just leave it there. But Avatar and then the other one is um, uh, a series called Gurren Lagann, um, mm. which if anyone's seen that, but uh, I also <laughs> just watched that uh, this year, and yeah, I think it's. I'd say just the the themes and the character and the the emotion. Like it's a story that you, for me, it's a story that you feel, as well as just watch and, and take in. And I was on for that journey um, for that for that anime. So yeah, those are two like very much highlights uh, for me this year. So, cool. Awesome, okay. thanks. Okay. Um, can yeah, can how I, about you, buddy? Yeah, um, man, go for it. Um, I, w one show I really liked that some people didn't like was the, the sequel to, um, well, on Netflix, it's the, the Haunting series. So The Haunting of Blind Manor, uh, okay. which came out like a couple, maybe just before Halloween it came out. And people, like, fair enough, they, they compared to the first season, um, which was The Haunting of Hill House, which was perfect horror TV. You, it's difficult to ever beat that. Horton of Blind Manor is a proper slow burn. People gave up after four or five episodes. And to be honest, it shouldn't take that long to get good because it wasn't that good up until then. But if you hang on till like after episode five, you're, you're in for a treat. You're in for a mind-bending, scary TV show, but you've just got to put in the work. You've got to, it's like reading a novel that's boring and all of a sudden it like it clicks what they've been doing the entire time. They've been leading you down like a, a merry path and like you just you just gotta hold on. Um and people are very impatient nowadays, so I can kind of mm. understand that. But I, I I love that. I really, really love that TV show. Um the other one that I'm loving right now is Sweet Home on Netflix, the uh the Ooh. Korean the Korean monster madness mm. show like the monsters in that show it's just about a group of people inside a, an apartment building and then one day they try and go outside and it's blocked like in wreck it's blocked off now oh, what's going on they force it open and there's a man standing there like what, what's what's going on and the man's jaw suddenly unhinges and becomes a massive mouth and starts coming for them and they're like what that what the hell and then just monsters surround are surrounding this building and I'm on like episode six. I don't know why these monsters are coming for them, but these monsters <laughs> and they're turning against each other and they're like mm. fighting each other. And like, and this one hench monster got inside. He's like 10 times Mike Tyson. He barely fits in the corridors, but he's like, he's like, 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 I don't know. He's just like a man, like just like looking for like someone to like fight. Just going down like these <laughs> corridors, like just, just hench monster. And he's like, "What is going on?" The show is madness, but it was first mm. it was based on a web a webtoon, which was made into an anime, which was popular, and then they and then they made it into a TV show. And you see, it has that it has that anime angle where you have like a schoolgirl who's who in real life is probably like in her twenties, but she's a schoolgirl, and like <laughs> you just think, she, "No, nah, I shouldn't be watching this." And then. <laughs> 
and then you've got the and then you've got like the kind of like loner guy who just like his hair's like flopping across his face. No one understands him, but now there's monsters outside. Everyone's coming to him, and he's got a samurai sword for no reason. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it is so- who, who needs a reason to have a samurai sword? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where did you get that samurai sword from? For, this, this is Korea, not Japan. Um, but no, it's good. It's it's a really really good show. Like just because like you just can't believe what you're seeing. So yeah, I recommend it. It's only came on like last week, last Friday. But um, cool. Mm. And um, what what is that on, on Netflix? Netflix, yeah, Netflix. Okay, cool. They've got basically every good Korean show that's come out in Korea is on Netflix mm, yeah. right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It's been like that for a little while as well, man. It's been like yeah. that for a little while. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Um, Rich, how about you? Uh, any TV highlights for the year? Uh, TV highlights for the year. Um, that, have I mentioned Raised by Wolves? Yeah. No, you haven't. Yeah, Raised by Wolves. Oh man, it's like it was one of those things where I saw the trailer for it, and I was just like, this this looks really really good. It looks beautiful looking. It's got that in um, it's got that type of you know that um that sci-fi feel. And then I saw Ridley Scott's name attached to it, and I was like, oh, you know what? Like this just might end <laughs> up being a little bit shit. <laughs> like you know. Because I'm not saying that he he he's not great. It's just that he hasn't been great recently. It looks like Prometheus to me. um, Is it it like Prometheus? I have to admit, like when I did watch it, like like, I know some people that fell off after like the second or third episode. No, no, yeah, it is. You know what? It's got that type of feel to it, but I. I swear to God, um, Raised by Wolves is the prettiest show that you will ever watch on TV. It's just be- like basically, imagine how beautiful Prometheus is and and, and the Covenant, whatever. Mm-hmm. Even though they're shit films, like we can all agree that they were beautiful to look at. But imagine yeah. that, but in like inside like an hour episode. Yeah. We lost, we lost Rich. Uh-oh. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. Gone. Well, you know what? Let's just keep trucking. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of one, one, thing about, one, one thing about Raised by Wolves, I, I watched like two episodes of it, hmm. and I could see what they were trying to do, but I, I was a bit bored, to be honest. But Richard had been, been saying in the group chat that how good it was, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to persist, but... It's not an, I don't think it's an easy watch. It is really pretty to look at, but I'll, yeah, it's, yeah, for me, it's, it's a little bit hard, a bit like Prometheus, I guess. Mm. Yeah, I, I haven't watched it at all. Um, Rich has watched it, I, I haven't. Um, but he definitely kind of made clear when, when we spoke about it that, um, it, it's not going to be an easy experience, as you said, to watch. It's not going to be just to pick up and, and watch and off you go. It's going to yeah. take. Um, you know, a lot of concentration and time investment in order for you to kind of get into it and to understand kind of the concepts that Ridley Scott is is is, is kind of tackling and, and how he wants to tackle them. So, um, it's yeah, it's definitely not going to be something that you can just pick up and watch. You're going to have to invest in it if you want to um, get the goodness out of it. I think we've got Rich back. I'll try and add him back to the stream now. Hey. Yep, there he is. Hi, Rich. It's still a bit juddering. Uh, still can't hear you. Yeah, I can't hear you, I'm afraid. 
Wow. He's uh, playing. Yes. <laughs> I have to restart, Rich. Yeah. All right. Well, can you see me? Can you hear me? Uh, we can see you. The and sound is like you. But, but the sound is a minute delay. Yeah, there's a time delay. He's gone. He's playing. Yeah. Okay. Well. As I said, we're, we're just going to have to solve it. We're 47 minutes down the road, peeps. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're going back now. We have to keep going. Can't turn back now. Um, okay. Uh, for me, God, I had to really sit back and think about what it is I'd actually watched. Um, because there's so much stuff that I watched kind of at the beginning of the year that I liked that I completely forgot about. Yeah. So um, I'll just do a quick shout out for some of these I'm cheating on slightly, by the way, because um, two of them, I think, technically kind of came out towards the end of 2019 um, rather than 2020. But um, one was The Witcher. Um, I, ah, I enjoyed The Witcher. Um, I'm not a massive fan of the games, although I played Witcher 3 Wild Hunt and, and I did. I, I kind of got on with that, but like, w but almost like with Raised by Wolves, it's the kind of game that you need to kind of invest time in if you're going to yeah. do it. And and I just don't have that kind of time anymore. So so when I paid Wild Hunt, it was very much kind of a... Um, uh, it, it was a pick-up, play it for an hour and then put it down again. But but I liked the TV show. I did enjoy quite a, a few things that, that they did with it conceptually. Um, Apparently, from what I was told, the TV show is more closer to the original books than the, the video game in, yeah, in the that. sense that it took from the books and, and things like that. So I assume that that's how it is. Um, but yeah, I like the adaptation. I, I thought it was um, quite a bit of fun to watch. Um, you know, the visual effects weren't bad. It was kind of, you know, Henry Cavill does a lot of the heavy lifting um, as yeah. Geralt. Uh, but that's not a bad thing because he's he's quite good at that. So, as he showed us with Superman, he's he's you know he's definitely um, he's able to carry a <laughs> carry a bad back you know and a bad load on on his back if he needs to. So yeah 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 um, yeah I enjoyed the Witcher. So that was uh, good for me. Um, I'll try Rich again because he's waiting in the lobby. So we'll see if we can bring him back in. Uh, Rich, can you hear us? <laughs> okay yeah we can't hear him at all <laughs> like, I, think we'll, I think we'll hear him in like 30 seconds yeah i think he's got a serious time delay on his end so it's it's um <laughs> what's going on yeah i'm not sure i'm not sure what's going on here rich you might have to use your data rather than your wi-fi yeah i think so yeah, i've had to do a lot of times this year mm. yeah. yeah i think so sorry bud all right. Um, well, yeah, we'll carry on anyway. Um, yeah. What else did I enjoy? Oh, Kingdom Season 2 was wicked. Okay. I really love um, Kingdom. For those that don't know, because um, there's some confusion here as well, because there's two series out there called Kingdom. One um, which uh, Rich has spoken about before, which is like a, um, a, a TV show based around uh, MMA and the world of, of kind of mixed martial oh, arts. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I think it's kind of like a family drama um, mixed in with um, with the MMA background. I've not seen it. Um, Richard has, and he really likes it. Um, 
but the the kingdom I'm on about is a different one. It's um, a Korean series. Uh, it's a horror series. It's it's kind of, well, it's horror, but it's like a mashup of loads of different things because it's horror, it's period drama, it's it's a little bit Game of Thronesy as well, and and there's various different kind of vibes going on there. Um, but I remember when the first season came out, and I was just like, "Wow, what is this? This is amazing!" And then the second season came out this year, um, and the second season really did not appeal, uh, disappoint at all. It built on everything that was good about the first season, and it upped the ante. Um, and yeah, it felt like characters were just getting killed off left, right, and center as well. And I was just like, "Oh my god, what's going on? Like, this yeah. is the guy from the first season. How can you kill him? Like, I don't understand." Um, but yeah, they they took like they took every risk they could with with that story, um, and that's what I kind of appreciate with it. They didn't they didn't play safe. I I don't think. Um, I mean, you could argue the end was a bit kind of like when you look at it that the end of the season was a bit you know maybe it was a bit of a cop out because they gave you the impression that there was going to be this big dramatic f- finale filled with death and then it's like oh no here's our cheat code written in here and th- this is how they're going to get out of it but <laughs> but there, there was enough goodwill for me from you know the previous 12 episodes before that for me to say all right i'll, I'll let that go um but i like where the story's kind of going and, and stuff with, with it as well and um as said i, I love kind of the horror is doing so well um on streaming services um and that it's it's so diverse as well and that you're getting horror stories from from all different angles and and all different um you know all different influences um which i think i I hope is something that carries on in the next year because um you know for me that's when horror is at its best when you get loads of different types of horror when you get loads of different horror genre mashups and, and things like that as well you know it, it it's it brings out the best in the genre that way and kingdom um season two definitely represents that for me so i need um, to watch it i've only watched the first th- three episodes of season one uh, i really liked it. i don't know why i think i don't know why i didn't didn't continue just too much to watch there's so mm. much content <laughs> like yeah you uh, get you get a bit of overload sometimes and it's just like wow there's so much stuff like how am i gonna fit all of this stuff in man like yeah, it's great I focus on on shows and sort of take them in rather than yeah yeah just speed yeah. i yeah I've, i'm sort of incapable of binging <laughs> anyway but yeah just trying mm. to um take my time with them and actually i like, think about what i'm watching Mm. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, definitely. I try, definitely. and also I try to watch more films and TV shows because I'm more into film than I am TV. So mm. I'm always trying to fill the gaps with all the all the TV sh- uh, with all the films I need to watch. Yeah. Mm. Mm. yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, yeah, and a couple quick um, mentions as well would be um, uh, what else did I see? I've got a little list here. Sorry, that's what I'm looking at because I, I keep forgetting everything. So that's why I keep looking at it. Um, oh, yes, Castlevania. Castlevania season three. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, that was a hell of a lot of fun. Um, I wasn't expecting much from the third season, to be honest, because I thought usually with these things, the first two seasons will be strong and then it will drop out and that'll be the end of that. Um, but yeah, no, they've really carried on and, and kicked on with Castlevania and they've made it something, um, that stands up just so superbly well on, 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 um, it's two feet and 
again, without kind of going into spoilers and stuff, you know, the world building they've done around it. I mean, I know it obviously it's based on the video game, so there's a lot of lore and, and stuff that they can um, borrow and, and, and lean into for the anime series, but they've done it in such a way that, that is accessible for people who didn't know anything about Castlevania to begin with, which is kind of always the key, I feel, as, as a fan. If, you know, if you're going to make something make it with a, a view to it being shown to you know a 70 year old who has no clue what any of these things are so that they could at least understand what you're doing um and that's what castlevania did really well for me so um yeah i've got to give a shout out to um castlevania as well um chaps any movie highlights for this year jed i mean i know you said you were yeah movie, I, so. I watched because i i, I I have Letterboxd, which is a kind of a social network and logging system for films. Um, and I've been doing it for like five, six years now. So every film I watch, I log on Letterboxd so I can see what my top films were this year. So this year I watched 414 films this year so far. Um, wow. okay. <laughs> yeah, which is an average of 34 and a half per month, an average mm. of eight per week. So it's only eight per week. So obviously... <laughs> I can see why I've rated everything. Host is number one, my own film. I put number one. <laughs> um, but like one of one of the big films that I, I like that nobody's talking about is this film called Never Rarely, Sometimes Always, um, mm. which is directed by this woman called Eliza Hitman. Uh, she's been making these kind of low-key indie dramas for a long time. It's not a horror, it's a drama. And it's about these two girls that travel from Pennsylvania to New York to get an abortion. Uh, because it's, it's illegal in Pennsylvania, but it's not in in uh, New York, and it feels too real. It feels like the, because she kind of like picks someone who's a kind of like a non-actor. It feels so real their journey, um, and like it's so good. It's so good. I watched it. and I was like, I was amazed with the filmmaking. Like I felt like I was there with these with these two girls who were like like in panic mode. Really, really, really good. Um, I also this year uh, really liked um, what well, a film from Blumhouse actually called The Hunt. It was some people didn't like it because they thought it was a bit too political, but because they think it is about um, the the right um, getting all these leftists and, and and shooting them on this like ranch basically. It's kind of like that, but it's also like really really fun as well. Um, so there's that, and obviously Borat Two was big for me. I I, I love Borat Two, um, and I like Tenet. I I did. I, I was I'm one of the few that really like Tenet and appreciates what he tried to do with Tenet. Um, so yeah, thumbs up for me. Cool, cool. Um, we've got Rich back, so we're going to try and give him a go one more time. Um, Rich, can you hear us? Yeah, we can't <laughs> hear you. <laughs> we can see you if you can like hold up signs like in yeah old flashcards like in love actually in love actually that's what you've got to do oh dear okay well yeah i'm really sorry about that listeners um i i, I don't know we we just seem to be having continual technical problems at the moment. I guess everybody's screaming, streaming, and uh, talking to their grandparents and doing all sorts on, on the internet today. So, um, oh well, it is what it is. We'll we'll, we'll keep it moving. Because we'll the thing moving. is, Rich is wearing a, a daredevil shirt as well, and I thought he was meant to be blind. Like, uh, yeah. not, not... <laughs> That's true. That's very true. <laughs> 
Wow, that was late. Oh, we're hearing you now from two minutes ago. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, <laughs> oh. Whoa. It's like I'm in a, some time portal or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the quantum realm. That's what the problem yes. is. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, how about you, man? Um, was there any movies that you enjoyed? Um, I've, I've, I've barely watched anything. Um, my list has just been put to shame by... Uh, by Jed, but uh, one thing I did, uh, I can did you hear me now? Is uh, yes, five minutes ago, Rich. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one thing I did appreciate watching was uh, Train to Busan, um, yeah, which surprised me. I so it was recommended, um, mm. and partly because I was uh, related to the story uh, that I'm writing, so just to get some kind of inspiration, so just like went into it. And it was really good. Like, I was really good, yeah. Really good. And I, I don't typically even watch. I mean, it's not horror. It's not like out and out horror sort of zombie film. But usually, I don't even watch uh, that. But I was like, I'm, I'm in with this. And the performance from the, the little girl as well. So like, good, yeah. Like, Whoa, Ni- Nigel, they they've released a sequel called Pet Peninsula, which kind of came out this year. Actually, it's going to be on Shudder in January, I think. Yeah, okay. I was going to say, I think it's coming to Shudder in January from what yeah. I saw. Yeah, I've, I, I've, I've seen, seen it. it. It's disappointing, man. It's, it's Really? No, oh, no. Don't say it's, that. It's man. nowhere near as good as the original. Like, some of the some of the kind of, like, set pieces, like, you mm. think, wow, this is cool, but, like, the story isn't there. It's like, the story is so yeah. dry. It is so dry. It's actually, I mean, it's, it's, it's simple, but it's effective. Yeah. So it, it kind of... It, it, brings everything together so there's a reason why you know you're watching these sort of zombies chase everyone and I always yeah like like for me um yeah I don't always get that from horror films but for this I, I felt okay I, I know why I'm watching this I know who I'm rooting for and, and what I would like to see happen yeah um so yeah no I, I really like that oh I also watched um uh Contagion um which is interesting yeah to see. yeah so I watched that for the first time and I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> so uh, it's, quite... it's, it's all right. It's fine, isn't it? it yeah. Like, it's, it's interesting that one because there's there's no protagonist, which kind of threw me off a little bit. So I, I didn't know who we were we were following. But then I I sort of I got it. It's, it's just about the whole kind of different perspectives in in this kind of scenario. But yeah. while I was watching, I, was like, oh, I don't know who I should care about in this, but I see what they were they were going for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's fair enough, man. Um, Richard is back. <laughs> I think he's back as in um, he's watching <laughs> in the channel. So um, thanks for watching along, Rich. Uh, post a comment here. In fact, he's just put something up for us now. Kingdom, the MMA show, was my other show. Yeah, yeah. we were just kind of explaining um, about uh, Kingdom, the MMA drama as well and that. I said I can't speak on it because I haven't seen it. Unfortunately, you know, it would have been perfect to get Rich on to, to speak about that. But obviously, we're having some technical issues and stuff. So um, well, we're just going to have to solder on without him, I'm afraid. But... But yeah, um, Kingdom, the MMA show, is definitely on my watch list for Me too. this year. So I'm, I'm going to catch it because more than one person now has, has told me that it's really good and it's worth watching. So I'll, I'll make sure I, I make some time for that for sure. Um, 
Yes, uh, we should probably talk a little bit about some anime as well, because um, uh, Nigel uh, is a big fan of anime, and Jed, I know you're uh, a fan of anime as well, and, and you watch a few bits. Yeah, um, I've been able to get a watch a, a lot of anime watching done um, this year, partly because um, my son has, has kind of been growing up this this year and, and kind of learning to to kind of watch his own TV shows, and, and I've started to wean him on anime as well. So he's a big fan of My Hero Academia at the moment. He loves um, the the intro music, and he's a big fan of uh, Doctor Stone as well. Um, again, because of like themes and, and and the the music, and I think it's anything that's got kind of co- like quite bright colours and uh, has a nice catchy tune, then then he's yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's been my um, my door my back door into kind of indoctrinating him in in the anime ways. But, um, but does I he really like like it. action ones, or does he like cutesy kind of like, cute ones, or is he into like the ones where there's like fighting and? It, it, it he seems to I think prefer the the slightly cutesier stuff um, more than the darker stuff because um, I have watched some some darker uh, animes with him and he kind of gets bored. Um, yeah, yeah. I guess because it's less visual and more a kind of um, an, an audible storytelling almost in terms of um, how they deal with like characters and things like that in some of those shows. So. Um, he's less kind of engaged with that, but if it's very colourful and loud and fast and kind of splashy and stuff like that, then yeah, he'll stop like playing with his toys and be like, "Oh, what's this?" Nice. Start watching yeah. that. So, um, so yeah, we've kind of been watching a, a lot of that stuff really. So I've watched um, uh, Shokugeki no Soma, um, uh, Food Wars, which has been a lot of fun. Um, that finished this year. Um, I think the final season was this year, and I really enjoyed it. It was. Um, it was base. It's basically like every kind of shonen style anime, but with cooking. So instead of them like two students challenging each other to a fight, they're challenging each other to a cook off, and then it's oh. like kind of um, yeah, it's kind of based around that. And then um, the the main character is is a kid who um, him and his dad kind of run like a cafe in in downtown Tokyo. Um, and the dad's kind of like, you know, you're wasting away here. You need to kind of do. Um, you need to go and, and learn how to be a real chef. So he sends him off to like this prestigious, uh, prestigious cooking school. Um, and in the cooking school, they have this thing where you can challenge another um, chef to, to a cook-off basically. Mm-hmm. And so essentially the whole series is him like challenging all of these people and working his way up the chain um, until he gets to the, the, the final master and things like that. Um, and yeah, it's, it's kind of fun. It's very silly. Um, it's not something you should take seriously at all. It's got a very silly sense of humor as well. Um, but you know, it is quite, it's quite fun and uplifting and the food is amazing as well. So never, ever watch it on an empty stomach because oh, man, you, yeah. you will suffer because some of the food they, they cook is unbelievable. So <laughs> it's not as bad as when he was like a studio, studio Ghibli film. And like mm. the food in there looks so real and yeah, it actually ramen. Real. They get no, ramen it, it, perfectly I, right. I will, I will actually say that Food Wars is actually worse than the Studio Ghibli yeah? film okay. realism because they they've actually done like a huge amount of research into the the recipes that the characters cook on the show. Right. So so I think ninety nine percent of them are actually real legitimate foods that you can find all around the world. Um, I think there's only one or two that they've kind of just made up for for the show, but. Um, Almost everything else is is actually something that is a dish 
um, that you can eat out there. And the animators, you can see, like, kind of have taken great care to present the, the dishes as they should look. So, yeah, 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 don't watch it on an empty stomach, man. That's not <laughs> too safe. <laughs> Believe me, that's not safe. Um, what else was there anime-wise? Oh, Detective Conan, which um, we managed to get through, I think, 560 episodes of, of the entire wow. series that was released on um, uh, on Crunchyroll. Um, I really liked Detective Conan. It, it, was, I, it wasn't something I was expecting to like, to be honest. I was looking for something to watch with Quincy, and I thought, yeah, let me put this on. It looks quite colourful. It looks kind of cutesy. He'll like it. And I actually really got into it. Um, it it's one of those. It, it's how many? Epi- how how like, long is an episode, Jason? Not long. They're, they're, each one is maybe twenty five minutes. Um, on three five hundred plus episodes. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> but <they're>, uh, yes. <laughs> well, at one point, me and the boy were watching it like every day. So that that's yeah, kind yeah. of why it, it, it got to that stage. But. Um, yeah, it, it's really cool. It's it's kind of like a um, like an Agatha Christie style uh, kind of whodunit style. Basically, this there's this kid who you're introduced to who is who's called um, Conan or, or Detective Conan, um, and he lives with um, a guy who is a, an ex copper who's now like a a kind of mystery writer and, and his daughter, um, and they essentially just go around kind of solving mysteries and and solving crimes and and things like that. But you find out that the kid is actually um, a lot older than he appears. He basically took some experimental drug that, that shrunk him down to a little kid because anime. Um, (laughs) So he's now, he's now like an older teen in the body of a child. Yeah. but yeah, it's kind of cool because it, it, it's kind of fun. And they said, it, it, if you like kind of mystery and things like that, then it's um, it, it's really cool. Um, so that I watched and, and finished the whole season and really enjoyed that. Um, and um, I'm trying to think of what else I, I saw this year. Um, oh, yeah, of course, Attack on Titan as well. Um, you know, I've started the new season of, of that. And um, I'm I'm season. me too. I only saw season yeah. one. So I it. Oh, okay. Well, you guys have got loads of catch up to do because it, it's um, it's does all it stay fun. good. Does it stay good? Because like mm. I loved season one, but then I don't know. I think I watched one episode of season two, and I was like, ah, oh, it's different. It feels different. They changed. I think they changed animation studios. Um, right. So I think that may be why it feels different. But um, it does. Season two, you kind of have to hang in there a bit because they do drag it out a bit. But season three is 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 really really good. Um, yeah, season three is kindly is kind of the season where finally everything they set up in season one gets explained, and you're like, oh, oh, wow. that's why this happens. Okay, and that's why that happens, and that's why these people are who they are, and that's why they behave the way they behave. So, so yeah, it's worth sticking with, I I think. Um, but yeah, I said it does require some patience because it it kind of um, the second season is a little bit of a dragger. It, it, it does drag a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's it for me, I think, for anime. Um, gaming. Yeah. Uh, gaming, I, I've really not done any gaming this year, so I'm going to leave this to you two. So <laughs> so if you guys have done anything or anything that this, this, this caught you this year, then, um, yeah, let me know. Man. Um, I'm just going to go straight to The Last of Us Part 2. Uh, mm. Cause that that for me 
so we we did a live stream uh, about it on Monday, um, and we just didn't even cover. <laughs> um, we spoke for like an hour and a half and didn't and didn't cover everything. But I think for me, like that game, it's interesting because I, I I enjoyed the story and enjoyed the story about the game. Well, actually, maybe enjoyed strong because some of the discussion was a bit toxic. But um, right. yeah, I think the game itself, what it does for sort of narrative and storytelling in video games, I think is is remarkable because it 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 does something for me that it forces you to experience empathy. And I think mm. for whatever we, where we are in in the world, uh, a lot of people struggle with that, <laughs> um, mm. and it's, it's mm. very much because um, it. So have you have you played it, Jed? Or uh, no, I haven't played it actually. No, I'll avoid any sort of too specific okay. um, details. But basically, you're you from the um, from the last game, which is focused on Joel and Ellie, and it's very much a. Um, even though I, I haven't seen the Mandalorian, I, I get some familiar vibes in terms of a character that is forced to take care of this child uh, on a journey. That he doesn't want to, but in this case, he kind of grows to sort of um, care for her very much. Mm-hmm. And in the second one, that relationship is tested, um, and it introduces new characters who you feel very passionately against, and then forces you to experience things from their perspective. And it does what I think is quite a brave thing in that it doesn't it doesn't do it in a token gesture kind of way. Like you have to like experience this character mm-hmm. um and I think a lot of people didn't like that but i felt that yeah what it does for like so sort of video games because it, it just means that you know video games obviously people do it to escape and there's an uh there's an element of that but i think just because a, a an experience or the emotion is a positive one doesn't make it a bad game or story if that makes yeah. sense and I think it explores that side of things and i think it just is it yeah, it takes sort of video game narrative to a, a more mature play, place, just generally speaking. Uh, yeah, and I, I think it, it did very well with that. Cool, cool. cool. How about you, Jed? For me, like, I don't... I, I'm, I'm looking for a PS5, so if anyone out there has got, got a hookup, give it to me, but, I'm, like... Yeah, working on that as well. <laughs> yeah, I've, I, honestly, I'm willing, to, I'm willing to pay a little bit more than, like, recommended retail price, but... um. I haven't even been playing my Switch. I've got a Switch. Haven't really been playing. What I've been playing is the new Football Manager that came out like two weeks ago. That's what I've been playing. Because I've been playing that game since I was a kid. Like when when I had an Amiga and you had to buy separate discs for the Italian leagues. That's what I was (laughs) was doing. And like, I think the fact that I, I support Liverpool and for most of my life, Liverpool have been shit. They've actually been shit. Now Liverpool are doing so well. <laughs> yeah. So when I play football manager now, it's it's like a cheat code because Liverpool have got shit tons of money and everybody is a world class player. Just like, like basically in real life, we our first eleven is basically world class, and it's just so easy. Like it's so and it, it just feels good. Even though I know I could pick any other team and I have a challenge, I don't want a challenge. I want to see my team <laughs> win, 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 win. You like in real life. Like in that investment of, of of just mediocrity of so many years. Exactly, H- having Virgil Van Dyke and and Allison on your team, and Salah and Mane and Robbie and Bobby Firmino, you can't lose. You can't lose in this game. So <laughs> I, I'm I'm loving it at the moment, and um, it's the kind of game that I play 
on and off for an entire year until the new game comes out. That's like mm. longevity. And I've been doing that for 20 years. So, or like longer than 20 years. So, yeah. So that that's the game for me. If there was if there's one game where I look back on my life when I'm like in an old folks home and think, what did I spend most of my life doing? It's playing football manager. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's, it's one of the most popular games ever. But no, it's very easily done, Jed. It's very easily done. Believe me, I've fallen into the football manager hole with myself in the past as well. I mean, I'm still playing 2019. I haven't bought um, oh, yeah, a new yeah. one. The new not, one is, I've um, never played this game properly. Like I, um, in university, I, um, my housemate he was really into this game. Okay. Uh, and even though I'm, I'm a big football fan, I'm, I'm not. I've never been into the game in any serious way. Um, I think it's just I have this weird thing where anything that requires like a long term uh, sort of time <laughs> commitment, yeah, I just in, I just switch off. <laughs> so I'm like, I just mm. that's just not. Even though I like what it's about, but it is good to see how it's how they've like continued to adapt uh, the game, mm-hmm. and it's still just as relevant. And like uh, the, as it's- the, the the for 2020, the difference between 2019 and 2020, the match engine, it's like you're watching a real game now. It's yeah. all the stuff you can do. It feels so real. And like the 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 way that the long, it keeps its longevity is you're you're building your under twenty under twenty threes. Your your under 18s and your youth development team. You have so much control over that. You're building like for the next ten years of you playing this game. You're building those teams, bringing finding these 14, 15 year olds from Brazil, putting them into yeah. your development team, watching them grow into into world class, and like it just like it's so good. It's so satisfying. It's so satisfying. And like I do a thing where like I'm um, I have an aff- affiliate club like like League Two or League One. And I learned all of my like young Brazilian Italian <laughs> Dutch players to and get yeah, 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 yeah. and they get up they get up to like League One to Championship and it's that that's just like doubly satisfying. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've definitely been there as well, man. I've yeah. I've sent out many a youngster on, on loan and said, All right, go out on loan. I want you to impress me in these clubs and then I'll go and I'll get like the little match reports from the scout as well. So there's yeah, the yeah, scout yeah. Was- what to say yeah he did this and that and the other in the game and i'm just like oh my god uh and funny story before we um before we wrap this up my uh, a friend of mine got really really into um football manager this is years ago um and he got so much into it that when his team that he was managing got to the champions league final he dressed up in a suit to play the game because <laughs> i remember coming home and um, th- this is when we were like at uni and I remember coming home and um, coming into the house and he was like in kind of the, the, the house just there like in his suit. And I was like, what's going on? And he's like, when the Champions League fight, it's the final. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? And he's like, it's the final, mate. Like, I've got to wear did, a suit. Did he do it like you asked the stupid question as well? Yeah. Was he playing the music as well? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, and did he yeah. win at the end? Did his did his team win? I think they did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think he did win. Yeah, yeah. I can't did, remember now. But did he knock on your bedroom door and like parade? parade <laughs> the, uh, yeah, that that like people do through. get like football manager really gets people going, man. It, it yeah. really does. It's, it's one of those games that yeah, if you're 
if you already have a, a kind of addictive personality, then then that will yeah definitely kick down some doors and, and get you addicted yeah. quick time. Oh, can um, I do one more um, one more game before we? Um, yeah, yeah, go for it. Just to the just to prove my late to the theory, uh, late to the party theory. Um, so this year I played for the first time uh, GTA Five. Oh, time. okay, cool, cool. Yeah. So I'm like seven years late to that party. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a GTA fan. Like I played the, all the previous games, but for whatever reason, yeah. this one just missed me. Uh, I, I played five as well, man. I I was a massive fan of four, and then I played five for a little bit, and I was just like, nah. I pre- I want to go back. I want to go back to the eighties. I, I want to play four. And like, this- was my yeah my favorite. They've they've actually um, got the remasters on the PlayStation Store at the moment. So they've got the remastered versions of. Um, I, from what I saw yesterday, it was Grand Theft Auto San Andreas mm-hmm. um, and Vice City. I saw on there as well. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So, yeah they're, they're so the two, I think those are two. Love Vice City. Yeah, Vice City. Yeah, yeah, Vice City. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the music, like, I will spend all day just go get getting a motorbike, just riding around in yeah, circles. Just, the radio is like, yeah, <laughs> it's just, it's life. but then like yeah. you look back on it, you think, what was I doing? I could just turn on the radio or like, <laughs> like listen. Yeah, it's an expensive way of listening to, in to the game classic the full from the eighties. Like you know, <laughs> you don't have to do that. <laughs> while mowing down innocent bystanders. Yes. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> can't get down the radio. That's very true. That is very true. (laughs) (laughs) All right, chaps. Well, thanks a lot for joining me, man. Um, I'm going to let you guys go and enjoy your mince pies and um, go and get pissed because it's Christmas. (laughs) And um, everybody watching, thank you very much for watching. Um, We really appreciate you uh, coming along and taking the time out on Christmas Eve of all times to to sit down and listen to us waffle. Um, Richard is out there in the ether, but if he was here, we would say thank you very much as well for joining us. Um, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And um, you know what? This is so fun. We'll we'll have another one of these again. Um, So um, we'll we'll definitely organize another live stream and and try and get you guys involved in in the chats and and stuff as well. So um, Sounds good, man. Yeah, Yeah, works for me. All right, yeah. I'm going to say good night. I'm going to go and get pissed. I suggest you all do the same. Uh, Jed has said thanks a lot for uh, coming along. Um, once again, you know, congratulations on an amazing year. Um, and hopefully, you know, t- 2021 is, is the start of even more great things for you. And Nigel um, has said, always a pleasure to have you around. Always great to see Mayamada um, doing loads of different things out there. So, um, yeah, congrats to you as well. And, um, I'm sure we'll we'll be hooking up again uh, in the next year. Yeah, we'll definitely get you guys on our podcast. Uh, Jed, invitation also open. I'm sorry. Thank you. Yeah, so. I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. Come on. yeah, I'll come on. Awesome, awesome, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and Richard says thanks, guys, which is awesome as well. Uh, so uh, yeah, he's good to see you, Rich. Well. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Rich. Um, appreciate you, bro. I know, I know you had your, your difficulties, but um, yeah, we'll do this again definitely. All right, peeps, we're out of here. Take care of yourselves and each other, and we will see you again soon. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. 
Thanks for listening to us. If you're down with Wulong Talks, show some love by following us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at Wulong Talks. You can also find us online at www.wulongtalks.com or drop us an email at wulongtalkspodcast at gmail.com. We can also be found as part of the BritPod Scene Collective and we're also officially E14 endorsed. Search for those hashtags to enjoy more content from us and from other great British podcasters. 